And the Lord spoke to me this earlier when I was upstairs and didn't know exactly what he was going to do with it, but God knows. And that's the important part. Amen. Led by the Spirit. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'll be in the 14th chapter, starting at the 22nd verse. And. Could you give me a little cup of water? I'm drying up. <laughs> Matthew 14, chapter 14. We're going to start at verse 22. And, you know, Lucifer's going to use one of his greatest tools here. We're going to see a display of how Lucifer uses one of his greatest tools. <clears throat> and straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And... Well, it kind of goes right along with what Christopher was talking about earlier this evening. Is that going through the refinery's fire and getting the impurities out of your system and out of your life, it's not an easy thing. And it's not easy when you don't know the answers. We want to know the answers. Yeah, we know God's in control, but our flesh, that isn't enough for our flesh mm -mm. to know he's in control. And the disciples knew Jesus was in control, but they knew it was getting ready to storm, and they didn't want to get in that boat. <laughs> Amen. And how many times have we known it's getting ready to storm? Hey, come on. And we don't want to get in the boat. Amen. Hallelujah. You know? And I find myself with that all the time in my life. There's certain situations, yeah, I know God's in control. I know it's all going to be okay at the end of this. That whatever the outcome, to God be the glory. But sometimes I just don't want to go through it. Amen. I don't want to go through the things. Yeah, we, we want to sow some seed. We want to be the emblem of Christ, a light on a hilltop shining to the world. But let me tell you something, honey. To shine means that there's darkness all around you. Amen. So when the darkness is at its deepest around you, the Lord saith, I can work in you then. Amen. He told Paul, through your infirmities I shall work. Amen. But Paul said, I want you to take these things from me. How many times have we said, Lord, take these things from me? And we find out that those are the very things that we Whenever everything's coming against us and we thought we've all broke down and the Lord comes and strengthens you up inside of you that you are now that beacon on that hilltop, amen. That very thing that you were praying to be. The very thing that the Lord thy God promised you you would be. He says you shall be the salt of the earth, amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. Why did you put me on this journey? I know I asked for some of this, but some of this I didn't ask for. Amen. I didn't ask to sit and look at these houses not being sold, amen, and paying all these great big interest payments and, and things like that. That's not what I asked for, was it? Amen. I wanted them to all sell quick and 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 all happen to me overnight. But somewhere in the midst of this, God has a plan. And it's what's hard is just like Abraham, he said, I want you to go somewhere and I want you to do something. Abraham's like, where do you want me to go? He had no idea. He just had to step out in faith. And sometimes we got to do the same thing. You know, and, and it feels like you're not going anywhere. You know, I just took a brand new home, and we completely remodeled the kitchen, and we remodeled other parts of it, and we did all kinds of things to it. We've decorated it now. We've done everything. And, and... Knowing that this is the reality that where the price stands right now, there's no money left in that house. It's been long gone. Amen. But I have to believe that through that, there's something greater out there beyond this. Amen. That God through this is going to bless me. That he's going to bless our business. He's going to bless the family. We got to believe. Amen. He didn't take me this far to fail, amen. And he ain't going to give up now. He that started a work in me is faithful to finish that good work that's within me, amen. The ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed in the waves, for the wind was contrary, too late to turn back now. We're done in the middle. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. I'm sure they're thinking, well, that's good that you out there, you happy about this, but we still in here fighting the waves. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. But now something happened, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Peter officiated on something. All of a sudden, we're not talking about the storm no more. We're not talking about the waves. We're not talking about the ship. He's only focused on one thing right now. If that's you, Lord, just call me because I want to come out there with you because it has to be better than being on the ship. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> And the Lord did something ironic as he said, come on out here in the next verse. And Peter, without another thought, and how many times, you know, I know that through doing all that we've done over here with the subdivision and everything else, 
I didn't have a lot of thoughts in the beginning about it not being right. Everything just kept saying, you have to do this, you have to do this. And I did my due diligence, and I went through the numbers, and I went through the numbers, and I went through the numbers, and I think I'm still going through the same numbers. But point being that it's easy on that first inclination to walk out there on the water. It's kind of like the fellow that comes and says, man, I know the Lord's called me to do this, and I'm all excited. He's all gung-ho, and he's ready to jump in there, and he's ready to do it. And trust me, praise God, he's got it because he's going to need all that enthusiasm and excitement through it because I promise you that the enemy is going to try to come against him. That's going to be the next thing that happens in his life. Well, Peter is no different than that, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. The same thing tries to happen in the things that we try to do in life. Problem with life, as I've said many times, is it's daily. <laughs> That's his problem. Sometimes it's hourly, it's minutely. You know, he seems to kind of drag on during some times. It's hard to see the horizon on the other side. You know, when we try to, sometimes you got to try to think about, you know, it just seems like a blink of an eye and you was in high school and it's all you had to worry about was chasing that fella or chasing that girl and, <laughs> and putting new tires on the car. Or maybe it wasn't even tires yet. You just figuring out how to put a little gas in the car because you didn't care about tires. All they had, had a little fuel, you just going to town. <laughs> But something that uh, Brother Fred's always said that's always stuck with me is it's just temporal. Whatever you're going through, whatever's happening, it is temporal. This life is temporal. Amen. So it isn't going to last forever. You know, and I know sometimes, you know, now that a lot of us are older and we see the, the young kids going through things and doing things and we're just thinking... You think it's so serious right now, but <laughs> and to you it is. It is right at the moment, but you'll look back on some of these moments after you face some other things, and you'll think, man, that was easy. <laughs> but he saw the wind and the boisterous, and he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And so he got his focus off. He got him to a point, in the beginning, he was focused on God. There was no question. God's in the center of this. I know that he's right there. I can see him. My eyes are on him. I'm headed right there. And then he allowed something to come in, his peripheral vision somewhere, and that got his eye. And we do some of the same things. We allow something to get in our peripheral vision and we think, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then we find ourselves doing what he had to do. He had no other option but to turn himself back to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. Help me out here. And how many times have we found ourselves there? And we find that we can't do this whole big thing. We weren't supposed to do the whole big thing. We were just supposed to simply believe. 
and to push through those storms. We don't have to fear the storm. We command the storm. And sometimes we can't just command it in an instant. It's nice when Jesus just said, peace be still. <clears throat> but when he saw, okay. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Finding ourselves in the middle of doubt is something that the Christian community finds itself, that's where its failure happens, is in doubt. That simple moment of doubt. Think about it all the way from the beginning. How did it work with Eve? It's all he had to do was to get her to doubt. Can God really say that? That's what, he, that's what he said there. He got her to doubt him. The same way Peter got out there. Just a little bit. Here he was. He was already in the storm. In the middle of it. And he gets out of that boat. And starts to walk. And then he loses it before he gets there. And thank God that we see the grace and the mercy of God in this. Knowing that if you are there and you have sunk down, that he will reach his hand down and pull you back up. Amen. And that's the important part. Amen. Because we all go through these things. I find myself... Time after time, finding myself in the middle of doubt. What am I doing here? <laughs> Trying to figure out, Lord, are you still there sometimes? And we have to believe that he is there because he says, I shall never leave thee, I shall never forsake thee. Amen. And it's hard when things ain't going right to believe that God sets you on this path. Amen. And I know I'm taking my personal life in here, but that's all I got. So um, <laughs> if I use one of your personal lives, you might not like it. <laughs> but as I look at, you know, what we've done with this house situation, we took a house that was listed at a certain price, and then I had to cut that price. We was hoping to get some result from that. We didn't get it then. So then we turned around. We remodeled the thing. We've dressed it up. But you know, through it, these are some of the other things that's happened. Is that we, re we redesigned the house completely. Not the one that's actually built. We couldn't do as much with it, obviously. But to another house that I think is going to be at one time or another, it's going to come to be a big seller. And that wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have got into a mess. Amen. And sometimes things don't happen until you get into a mess and you start to make changes. Amen. It's the same way with us in, in our spiritual walk. Is sometimes we, we get ourselves in a mess. But it's through coming out of that mess that we grow in the knowledge and the grace of Jesus Christ. I didn't say it was fun. 
<laughs> it ain't fun sometimes. But it's growth. You know, I'll never forget the first time we had a mold incident. And we didn't make any money on that house. But I got mold licensed, and we made a lot of money off of the mold. <laughs> uh, other people's mold. <laughs> but that would have never have happened. If there hadn't have been that trial, if there hadn't have been that thing that I had to go through in order to see something, because I would have never seen it before. Amen. I would like to think that I would have, but I wouldn't have. I would have gone about my business, and I wouldn't have known. But then I did know. And it, the Lord made it prosperous. Makes you prosperous in all of your ways. Prosperity doesn't happen overnight. Amen. Prosperity is a lifetime of working at it. A lifetime of walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Learning that prosperity is not just financially, but prosperity is love. Having a prosperous love life. Having a prosperous family. Amen. Having a prosperous mind to be able to think. He says, I give you a sound mind. I'm always standing on that. Although some people may not believe I have a sound mind. But praise God that through it all, something that came to me long ago is that no matter what happens, the devil really has no power. He has no authority. Because just like in this situation, he laid something there. Peter was distracted by it. But even after Peter was distracted and was sinking, the Lord, by his grace and his mercy, still saved him. And Peter still walked back to the boat. Amen. Peter was still the foundation that the church came about on. Amen. He still stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, these people aren't drunk. This is what the prophet Joel talked about. Amen. Come on now. He didn't sink in the water and go down. He still did what God wanted him to do. Amen. He was still there to be a rock and a pillar to the church. And he still had his shortcomings in the middle of the church. He had all kinds of things that he had to go through. But he still fulfilled what God told him he would fulfill. Amen. And we are still going to fulfill what God has told us we're going to fulfill. Amen. No matter how deep we get. The Lord our God shall raise us up out of that water, amen. And we're going to walk back to the boat, and we're going to get back in the boat with him, and we're going to do exactly what Jesus Christ wants us to do, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> and when they were into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of them, they sent out into all the country and round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched 
we're made perfectly whole. Amen. Amen. So we've been made whole. And we got to stand on that. Amen. Praise the Lord.